Knit together in Christ Ministries. I'm your host, Marcia A. Sullivan. I thank you all for those who had the privilege to tune in to listen. We have another great episode coming your way this morning for your spirit to just really take delight in, especially with everything that's going on in the world. You know, there's always some hope that is found in scripture so that you can quiet your soul and find peace of mind. And so Today, the, the, the message that I have for you to listen to is from the previous part that we talked about on the last episode, where David really had a, a plan in his heart. He had a burning desire in his heart to build a house for the Lord. And even though that was his desire, that's not truly what the Lord wanted. The Lord had something special for David but more so for his descendants. And so we're going to tune in and get into that topic today. So I need you to get your Bibles out, get your pencils out. And if you can't, and if you don't have time to do that, just uh, open up your heart and open up your mind so that you can hear what thus said the Lord. And today we're going to read a powerful scripture to actually help us understand the vision of God and if in the last episode I closed with saying did God really keep his promise to King David and we're gonna find that out in first chronicles chapter 28 so let's turn and it says David gives Solomon the plans for the temple so I want you to understand that again God is a God who always keeps his 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 promises so in verses 28 it says David called a meeting in Jerusalem for all of Israel's leaders, including the tribal leaders, the government officials, the army commanders, the officials in charge of the royal property and livestock, the palace officials, and the brave warriors. After everyone was there, David stood up and said, listen to me. Now something is happening here. For, for the king to stand up for all to see from all people of all tribes and get ready to declare something. So the king has everybody's attention. Everybody is quiet and everybody is listening. When the king stands, that means he rises to the throne of power, getting ready to decree and declare something, just as the Lord does on his throne. So he says, my people, I wanted to build a place where the sacred chest would be kept so we could go there and worship the Lord our God. So King David had the heart to build a house for the Lord, not just to say he did it so that he could be glorified it glorified in building a house but he really wanted to build a house so that the people could really worship the Lord he says I I have prepared all the supplies for building temple but the Lord has refused to let me build it and 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 I want to pause right there because it's interesting to me that the desire was in King David's heart and God had given him the blueprint. That's what I'm going to name it. God had given him the blueprint of all of the details flowing from his heart that will 
be needed for building a temple. But this is what King David says. He says, but the Lord has refused. When God refuses something, it doesn't matter if you're a king. It doesn't matter your position. It doesn't matter your title. No one can go against what the Lord has declared from his mouth because he is the king. And so David acknowledges that the Lord has refused to let him build it. He says, because he said, I have killed too many people in battle. In other words, God said, David, I know you want to do it, but you can't because you had too many blood stains on your hands. So guess what? But I got a greater plan for you, David. However, this is what happens. If you go in verse four, you would see it says the Lord God chose Judah to be the leading tribe in Israel. Then from Judah, he chose my father's family. And from that family, he chose me to be the king of Israel. Again, we can see that God is very intentional, very strategic about his decision making. And he makes no mistakes about who he appoints into a position or or even whom he calls and have chosen for his glory. And the verse continues by saying, and he promised that my descendants will also rule as kings. Now you're probably wondering, what is the Lord talking about? But in order to understand it, sometimes you have to go back in previous scriptures to see how the Lord keeps his promises. And in verse five, it says, the Lord has blessed me with many sons, but he chose my son. Remember in the last episode we talked about the Lord had prophesied already to King David saying that he would have a son who is basically going to reign on the kingdom and in in this verse we see that it's coming to pass the prophecy we didn't know which son but it's been it was foretold so here in this verse he says the Lord has blessed me with many sons but he chose my son Solomon to be the next king of Israel is written right there in writing and one thing about the Lord is that when God decrees something just like a king or uh, somebody in, in, in like a judge or somebody in high authority when it is written it is so when laws are written it is so And so in verse 6, it says, The Lord said to me, Your son Solomon will build my temple, and it will honor me. Solomon will be like a son to me, and I will be like a father to him. If he continues to obey my laws and commands, his kingdom will never end. Now notice how in the blueprint, God is saying, Look, Solomon is going to be king here. But there are some outlines and some guidelines that he must follow. The first thing is that he must obey my laws and my commands so that the kingdom will never end. In verses 8, it says, My friends, you are the Lord's people. And now with God as your witness, I want you to promise that you will do your best to obey everything the Lord God has commanded us. Then this land will always belong to you and your descendants. And the beauty about this part of the story 
is that the picture is being painted for all to see. So the promise is not was it was not only for King David and King Solomon, but it was for the people, the descendants from from King David, from the tribes of Judah, people uh, that were witnesses and and engaging in the crowds for all to hear that blessing was for them as well but God had only put one person on the kingdom to replace King David in verse 9 we see it says Solomon my son worship God King David has made it known to his own son that he must worship God it's a part of being a king is a part of being chosen it's a part of being called of God and set aside because you must be different as a king is and I guess the word that I was looking for was set apart instead of set aside but he says my son worship God and obey him with all your heart and mind and just as I have done he knows all your thoughts and your reasons for doing things. And and the reason why David can say that to his son is because he's experienced life with the the Lord, the good and the bad. And so he reiterates this to his son by saying he knows all your thoughts. So don't let what you do or the thoughts you think be surprising. They may be surprising to you, but not to the Lord. Because David said to his sons, he knows all your thoughts and your reasons for doing things. And so if you turn to him, he will hear your prayers. But if you ignore him, he will reject you forever. And nobody wants to be rejected. Not even the Father, not even the Lord, our God. Nobody wants to be rejected. Verse 10 says, the Lord has chosen you to build a temple for worshiping him. Be confident and do the work you have been assigned. Now that was really powerful because the father leaves these words to his son as a reminder of what he needs to do while serving in the role, in the position of a king. But not only a king for the people, but more so a king so that he can represent the Lord, the God who he served, because we are God's ambassadors in the earth. And we represent the Lord. And and if we don't represent the Lord, then guess what? We, We are not doing what we've been called to do. And that's why when we get out of position or out of alignment, we have to truly repent and we have to live a life that is still pleasing to the Lord and that we still have to walk in obedience and the confidence so that we can have the strength, the wisdom, the knowledge, the grace, the patience, the love to be able to do all the things that the Lord has called and appointed all of his sons and his daughters too. And in the last verse here, we're going to stop here today, 11 and 12, where it says, after David finished speaking, he gave Solomon the plans. So it's just like um, the keys, I would say. An illustration would be is like the baton was passed. The keys to the kingdom of God was 
removed from the Father, there was a passing, a transferring of power, if you will. It went from David to his son. So it says Solomon, he gave Solomon the plans for building the the main rooms. This is the blueprint of the temple, including the porch, the storerooms, the rooms upstairs and downstairs, as well as the most holy places. So I want you to leave today with knowing that homes originated from the Lord. When you think of people's home and how it's built, everything from a design of a house is was already created because even the Lord is responsible for building homes. And the reason why we have homes is not to glorify ourselves, but it's so that God can be a part of our homes, that we will worship him. But this particular home became a house of worship for the Lord. That means it was a holy a holy house where the people of God could come in and worship. In verse 12, it says, He gave Solomon his plans for the courtyards. And to understand the courtyards and what it means, you would have to go back and read in the Old Testament, the outer courts and the inner courts and uh, all of those things uh, from understanding what the Old Testament was all about in order for you to know why these things was necessary in the temple of God. And it says in the open areas around the temple and for the rooms to store the temple, treasures and gifts that had been dedicated to the Lord. Did you even know that the Lord delights in gifts and treasures and golds and offerings and diamonds and all of these things? So we can really see that our God is not just a God who wants to bless, but he is also a God who loves to receive good gifts from his children. But the moral of this podcast was for for those that are listening to see the power of God and to also see that God is truly a promise keeper. You know, and what's interesting here is that David didn't always do what the Lord wanted him to do. There were some times where David really missed the mark. And there are some times I'm sure that everyone can relate that you have missed the mark. But guess what? You you get up and you keep going. You repent and you don't look back. But guess what? It doesn't stop God from choosing you. It doesn't stop God from calling you. And it doesn't stop God from using your descendants. This is a prime example of what the Lord can do. And this is why King David reiterates to his sons, I'm sorry, to his son Solomon, as well as to the people from the tribes of Judah, the importance of obeying God. And everybody was there to witness his son getting inaugurated into the position of a king. So I pray that this message has blessed you. May you continue to listen. May your hearts continue to burn for the things of the Lord. And may you continue to allow yourself in a position so that you will be able to do the things of God. Because whether you feel like a king or not, or a queen, guess what? In the eyes of the Father, you are his kings. You are his sons. 
You are his daughter. You are his queens. And you come from a royal priesthood. And so in order to know who you are, you must, you must know the history of who your God is. And when you know God for yourself, then guess what? You can begin to walk in his power and believe that you have been called and chosen. And you don't need anybody to confirm it, especially if God has called you to it. May you go in peace and have a blessed Friday. And I pray that you would tune in again and share with your family and with your friends. And uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. Thank you again for listening to Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. God bless. Thank you.